This is Hebrews in Exile, episode number 61, with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And we've reached the top of the year where we observe Pesach, which is our very first festival out of all of the Moedims that the Most High has prescribed for us. We're going to talk about all the particulars about how to observe it in this exile and what it means and how it contrasts against that pagan festival called Easter. So Hebrews in Exile, you know what we do. Let's go! This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews in Exile. Exile. We're going to jump right in and get to it tonight, Sean. Okay. Um, this weekend, uh, this weekend is a Sabbath, but this is a high Sabbatone, which happens to be the weekend of Pesach. Yes, our very first, very first festival in our series of and, festivals uh, for the year. I need to apologize to our to our podcast audience. We should have had this information out to them uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But better but, late than never. We're here. However. <laughs> Before I get to this to this subject, mm-hmm. I, I I want to say something, and I want I want my uh, our our listening audience of the podcast to hear what I'm going to say. I want to commend you for the most excellent, concise teaching that I have ever heard from the book of Yahashua, mm. chapters 11. Through 14. Th- through 14. 14, thank you. Thank and you. That means a lot. I, I want to say to the viewing public, um, you might want to go to our to our YouTube channel, FTF, Sound of the Shofar, FTF, Sound of the Shofar, mm-hmm. and look for the teaching with Kohanim Sean Appleton, and with the and it's, it's entitled Yahashua, chapters eleven through fourteen, the true land of Israel. Mm-hmm. That information in there was phenomenal, and I'm very appreciative of the acumen that you presented. And I want to tell you all, mm-hmm. you're not going to hear from any body, any teach. There's no teacher that's going to be more profound than what you presented in the Sabbath teaching oh, wow. last Thank week. You. Thank and that you. was the best teaching that has come out of the house of FTF in the 20 years <laughs> I've been sitting at the head. Oh my goodness. That that means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That I, Without going any further, I have to uh, also, first and foremost, and it sounds churchy, but it's not. Um, the Most High had everything to do with that. Um, and in the same vein, because of the uh, mentorship that I've been receiving here at FTF, we've been able to expound upon those things that the Most High would have, uh, I believe, I think the people and the Most High would want to be related to the people. So thank you. I appreciate that. And once, again, a long way. <clears throat> once again, that's YouTube, our YouTube channel, FTF Sound of the Shofar, FTF Sound of the Shofar, Yahashua uh, chapter 11 through 14, the true land of Israel. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to this. All right, <clears throat> very good. <clears throat> Some people think that the Pesach or the Passover week in or week period of time is completely Jewish, but it's not. No, no. Has nothing no. to do with Jews. But there's another aspect of this, mm-hmm. and that is that if you have been uh, trying to work your way into the Hebrew way and you've heard a lot about Pesach and all the festivals and all the convocations that happen, one of them happens to be under the heading of the Oxenazis, which happens to be the, the Pesach Seder. Yeah. The Pesach Seder... Uh, is where all of Hebrew, Israel, or the Jews get together as a congregation of people, come in, and they have this this Seder meal 
uh, and the Seder liturgy. Mm -hmm. uh, we used to do that. Right. Yeah. When we first started out, yeah, we used to do it. Why did we stop? Well, because we read text. And text says that there's really no, there's no liturgy for it. It's and, and the text is very specific on what needs to be done at that particular time. That's what they use, in, in my estimation. It's what they use to do their remembrance. Um, it, there is no, and, and there's no, there's no liturgy for and it, and there's no liturgy for it, and there's also no, no added text by the Most High where He says that you shall convene a holy convoc holy convocation. convocation. That's correct. Whereas. For the Feast of Matzah and for Shavuot, mm -hmm. uh, for the Feast of uh, uh, Trumpets, uh, the Feast of uh, Atonement, mm -hmm. and the uh, uh, and and um, Feast huh? of Boots and Feast of Boots, Tabernacles, yep. Tabernacles. Yep. All of those feasts, he indicates that there is to be a holy convocation. Now that's written in the book of Vayikra, which is Leviticus chapter twenty-three. Twenty-three, right? So. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about this particular feast tonight and how it's supposed to go. How does uh, how does the how does Pesach differ from Easter? And you know, you know that's that's a question that everybody wants to know. And you know the the thing is is that uh, Easter is the is Ooh. the English word for the name of the goddess Astarte. And our star day was uh, introduced by the droids, uh, which is another name for the Beltus or Estar, I-S-H-T-A-R of the mm -hmm. Babylonians. Mm -hmm. So now all of this Easter stuff is associated with idolatry and Babylonian kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But if we go to the book of Judges, Judges tells us about Astarte in these words in Judges chapter 10, verse 6. And let's read. And it says, again, the people of Israel did what was evil. Mm. From Yahweh's perspective, they served Baalim and Ashtarot, A-S-H-T-A-R-O-T, the gods of Aram, the gods of Zidon, the gods of Moab, the gods of the people of Ammon, mm -hmm. the gods of the Philistine. They abandoned Yahweh and did not serve him. And so what we have to pay attention in that language, in that uh, in that in the, in the word of Astrat, happens to be the root word, mm -hmm. which is uh, Astar. And Astarte or Astaroth happened to be uh, one of the queens of a queen of heaven uh, to whom the Canaanites had burned sacrifices. Right. So, so when, and I know the interesting thing is, is that we have a, another uh, Moedim and a convocation that come, <clears throat> that comes right behind uh, Pesach. Yeah. Which is. One. Feast of Matzah. Which is the Feast of Matzah, which we're going to talk about also. Yeah. But we don't want to be. We don't want you to be confused with the celebration of the Feast of Matzah and Easter, because this year mm -hmm. uh, the Feast of Matzah happens to fall on the same day of the Gregorian calendar, Easter, and the celebration of Easter, which falls on <laughs> Sunday this year. Right, right, right. So we're not we're not holding a convocation to celebrate Easter. We're holding a convocation to celebrate the Feast, Feast of Matzah. Matzah. So now let's go on and talk about this Astarte some more. Okay. Astarte or Astaroth is also known as the goddess of sex, mm. love, fertility, yep. and fertility. And uh, the consort and sister of Baalim, also known as uh, Eshtar, the wife of Tammuz. Mm. Now I always used to wonder, because every year, at Easter time, we would get our Easter speeches yeah. in the Sunday school class. That, we'd hand right. out these Easter speeches, and we start getting prepared for Easter Sunday. Yeah. And with that, uh, there would be the, <laughs> the, the Saturday night before... <laughs> Before Easter, I don't know if you did it in your house or not. No, no, I mean it, it but, was yeah. Well, let me tell you what we did. Yeah, yeah. You know <laughs> that that Saturday, that all day that Saturday, uh -huh. the um, the committee 
who was in charge of the Easter program, uh, we'd be together and we'd be dying, dying Easter eggs oh. and making Easter baskets for the children. In the church. This yeah. It's a church thing. Yeah. Mm. Because, and, and we, you know, because we're going we're gonna to have this program <laughs> on Sunday and all the children are going to give their, their speeches. And then after that, we'd, all the classes, we'd hand out uh, these Easter baskets that had uh, Easter eggs mm. and uh, little yellow chicks <laughs> and Easter bunnies and a lot of candy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I always used to wonder, like, what, you know, what has yellow chickens and bunnies got to do with Easter? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what does the egg have to do with Easter? Right. Until I became Hebraic mm -hmm. and I learned that this uh, Astarte uh, uh, was known as the goddess of sex and love and fertility. Mm -hmm. So the eggs, the bunny, and the little yellow chick Mm -hmm. are all symbols of the fertility for which she represents. Yeah, yeah. I remember in, 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 in our neck of the woods back east in the Midwest, we did something similar like that. It was a big, really big thing. Our, our, our thing was that you got a new suit on oh, that yeah. day. Yeah. You had to come dressed to the nines. Oh, yeah. And we did the whole entire, we woke up that morning. It was like Santa, I wanted to domino, that's like an abomination to use that name. It was like Santa Claus hit the house, but the Easter Bunny came that, that morning yeah. and dropped off the Easter backers. And we woke up that morning, we had them sitting downstairs. Had those big, beautiful yep. mom and the dad would go out and get us these big, if we, yep. if we weren't making them at home, you know, we, we'd make ours at home. Right. You know, and right. get them all ready. And then we get those, but you know, today, you know, they got those big decorated Easter baskets. Right. You know, and mamas and pops go out and buy their daughters and take children those big Easter baskets and they get all ready and go out for the Easter egg hunt. Easter egg hunt was in, the, back, was in the backyard. And, I'm, and I don't think, we're not, don't get us wrong, we're not brazing this issue up from an issue of nostalgia, but you know, it kind of matriculated after a while, after people started getting somewhat woke in the old church that it turned from Easter to Resurrection Sunday. Yeah. And I think... There's another aspect of distinction between the two um, that just hit, I mean, that brings to mind the issue of what the Most High has said in our scriptures. First of all, we want to make a delineation between Easter and Pesach. Pesach right. is a Hebraic festival. Yes. Easter is a pagan holiday that has been adopted by the Christian church. Yeah. And they're two different things. They're, they're totally two different. They're, they're, they're not, they're not, they're not the same. Not the same at all. And, and the, the issue with ours, which if you want to go to text is that in your text, if you're still prescribing to be Christian, it says nothing about that holiday or festival that you want to call Easter or resurrection Sunday. Let's use the term that all the Christians use today, which is resurrection Sunday. That is nothing that's called out for you to observe. And one of the reasons that is, is because um, it's not Pesach, perpetual. Pesach or the uh, Passover celebration by the, by that the Most High has given us as a mitzvah yes. has nothing to do with anything that is resurrected. Correct. Yeah. Now, now. Let, 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 me, let me add a little an additional piece here about uh, Estarte. Uh, Babylonian mythology attributes that Estar descended from the heavens in a giant mystic egg. <laughs> oh, did she now? <laughs> That's funny. Wow. So, so I, I want you to know, and, and you can go mm. and uh, research the origin of Easter for yourselves, and you'll find that all of these things that we're talking about tonight are part of the idolatry that is so embedded within <clears throat> Hebrew Israel in the Christian churches that they are a part of. And I'm sure that if, you know, I don't care what Christian church you're a part of, uh, Easter Sunday, uh, besides Mother's Day, is the is one of the highest attended yeah. uh, days that Christians go to church. It is a big deal, and I've always wondered that. Why is it on that particular day? It's like two big holidays: Christmas and Easter. I don't know. 
And they show up for those too. Like there's gonna be some I mean, mass and, awakening I mean, and, on that yeah, day. Like you said before, man, <laughs> you know, my mom and my my mom used to take us downtown and we go shopping to get our Easter outfits. Oh yeah. I mean, had to have a new outfit for Easter, new shoes, new suit, new, new shirt. Yep. You know, dress to the nine. Greased for, up for Easter, and you know everybody comes out on Easter dressed to the nine. Yep. Well, you know, uh, but. I want you, I, I have to talk about this in the context for which we visualize it and have visualized it in this exile. Mm -hmm. But now we come to the Hebraic side of it and what the Most High has demanded or requested of, is, of Israel. And that happens to be, as a matter of fact, uh, the fourth, the fourth, it's, it's the fourth mitzvot. Yeah. It is. It's the fourth one. I mean, I, I mean, we we come from Bereshit all the way over here to Shemot or Exodus chapter twelve, and it's the fourth one in line. Yep, absolutely. And it starts in uh, Exodus or Shemot chapter number twelve. Twelve. Uh -huh. With the Most High defining uh, when our Hebrew year begins, and so we're going to talk about how do we get to the celebration of Pesach. Well, we get to it by understanding what's going on in Shemot or Exodus chapter 12. Mm -hmm. So let's begin there. Yeah. Okay. You want to read? Sure. Why don't you read? Well, I want to read. Yeah, read. Straight. Read. I'm going to start at Exodus or Shemot for you Hebrews in chapter 12, verse 1. And you just stop me and, and, and pontificate as you need to. No, you can stop pontificating <laughs> on your own. <laughs> it says... Yahweh spoke to Moshe and Aharon in the land of Mitzrayim and said, You are to begin your calendar with this month. It will be the first month of the year for you. Speak to all the assembly of Israel and say, On the tenth day of this month, each man is to take a lamb or kid for his family. Okay, One well, let's, let's, let's hold up right there. Let's all right. Up, let's back up a Very little bit. Very good spot. Let's back Stop. up a little yep. bit. Let's back up a bit. Now, the Most High says, you are to begin your calendar with mm -hmm. this month. What month? Ah. What's, the, what's the month? Because here in our text, it doesn't give us the, doesn't give us the month here. Uh, if we... But it does, we, but give, it does give it us does. the name of the month a little later on. A matter little later on? Yeah. Matter of fact, in the, if you look at the Hebrew word in uh, chapter 12, verse 2... In the Hebrew, that month is spelled out as Aviv. And I'm going to grab that tikkun from you right behind you. And I'm going to point, point it out exactly where that word is. The word is Aviv. And you may have known it as a, a different word, which the word Aviv actually means spring. And that's how we know the whereabouts in the year where the new year actually starts. And it gets a little bit more technical than that when... You're, you're pinpointing. And that's another good thing to point out about the most high is the most high is very technical. He's not going to give you a, 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 a instruction without giving you the detail behind it. Gives you the month, gives you the day and when it's supposed to start for this particular festival. So I'm going to, I'm going to look at this real quick and the good, the good head teacher here. Now the reason why, a little bit. the reason why this is important because uh, one of the things that we go through to get to uh, our time frames is also another mitzvot that the Most High has given us in relationship to the celebration of the uh, new moon. Yeah, and yes. the new moon, the new moon uh, happens. The the new moon happens to govern the Hebrew months. The sighting of the new moon. Uh, when it cites, it governs the beginning or the timing of the beginning of a Hebrew month. And the beginning of a Hebrew month is not the same. Doesn't It doesn't line up with the Gregorian calendar uh, that we function with in this exile. It's much different. So if we are going to uh, be obedient to the words of the Most High, one, to celebrate the Shabbat, 
at its particular time. And the festivals or the Moedims that the Most High has given us at their particular times, then we have to get uh, in line with how the Most High defines his calendar. And he defines it by the sighting of the new moon. So what Correct. you might want to do uh, to help you with this, there are there are apps that you can go and get um, and um, download that will let you know when a new moon uh, is going to appear within a month. And it occurs in the western sky uh, on a particular day. And when it appears in the western sky on this particular day, it's a sliver that's very faint and very, uh, very, it's, it's very, very, it's very thin. And there will be a, it'll appear, there will be some darkness. And then on the next day, the next day, the sun, when sun up on the next day begins the first day of the month from which that we begin counting. So with that being the case, one of the things that how we get to the, this weekend or the 16th of um, this month, March, being the 14th of Aviv is that we were diligent in looking for the new moon. Correct. In the western sky. Rosh Kodesh. And we, which is called Rosh Kodesh. We saw that mm -hmm. and it appeared uh, on the first. It on the second. Uh, on the second. Second. It, yeah, in the um, evening. It, it appeared the on night. the second of, of March. I mean, of April. Mm hmm in the western sky, which meant that the morning of the third the of third. April was the first was the first day. First day of the month, right. So we you begin counting you begin counting on that particular day. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna read here in a little bit further because we have to count out fourteen days right. from that point to get to the day which is called Pesach. Now give me give me what give me what the Hebrew text gives us there in, in the in the text here. You are to begin your calendar year with this month. With that month and I actually need to retort because you uh, uh I, I found the error in my my quote. Actually it doesn't show up until the very next chapter which is in 13 and 4. Okay. Where it talks about um and I'm reading from the Tikkun. So actually you know what? I'm going to go back and I'm going to get it from the uh uh, complete Jewish Bible. Uh, and I'm going to start at 13. Uh, 13, 4? Uh, 13. I'm going to start at 13, 1. I'm going to read down from 4. Okay. It says, uh, Yahweh said to Moshe, our master teacher, says, set aside for me all the firstborn, whatever is first from the womb among the people of Israel, both of humans and animals belongs to me. Moshe said to the people, remember this day on which you left Mitzrayim the abode of slavery, because Yahweh, by the strength of his hand, has brought you out of this place. Do not eat chametz. We're going to get to that in a minute. That's part of the Feast of uh, Matzots, which is on the 15th. You are leaving today. This is verse four. There it is. You uh, are leaving today in the month of Aviv. Aviv, okay. And in the Hebrew, it, it confirms that as well. Um, it says Ha'aviv. I could read it in Hebrew. It says, uh, Hayom et, uh, et hem, uh, what is that? Uh, Yitzim bechodesh ha aviv. That's what it says in the Hebrew in that particular verse. So mm -hmm. it's there. That's where it's found. Yeah. And it's also in, um, it's also in Divaring. Matter of fact, this reference to, uh, the first of the, of the month of the first of the year being the uh, month of Aviv is also found in not only I had a note for uh, Shemot 12 and 2, which is not correct, but 13, 4. Uh, it's also in uh, Shemot 23 and 15. It's also in Shemot 34 and 18. And it's in Devarim 16 and 1. Yeah. Yeah. So the month, the Hebrew month is the month Aviv. Yeah. Which in which that we celebrate this particular. So we're we're in the month of Aviv right now, right? And we have started counting uh, on the third of April 
14 days for it, we will arrive at the 16th day. But let's, 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 let's read, let's read, let's read, let's look. Okay. So that's, anyhow, that's how we arrive at um, the time for Pesach each year. But as we read down uh, in chapter 12, 12, yeah. we're going to go down to chapter verse 6. And it says, you are to keep, well, let's, no, no, let's, let's, let's not skip anything. Let's, yeah, let's, let's read let's, the whole let's thing. Go, let's let's read go the whole jump thing. back up to three. Three. Okay, so speak to all the assembly of Israel and say, on the 10th day of this month, each man is to take a lamb or kid for his family, one per household, except that if the household is too small for one whole lamb or kid, then he and his next door neighbor should share one, dividing it in, por- in proportion to the number of people eating it. Your animal must be without defect. And I know you want to jump across the street and get that one because yeah. that guy over there is supposed to be the lamb and he was defected pretty bad. So <laughs> I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave him alone. Leave him alone tonight. Yeah, okay. I'm not, I'm, because he's, he's not, he's not, he's not uh, the subject matter. Yeah. He, he's not a, he's not a part of the discussion, even though, uh, the Christian church has made him a part of their Easter mm-hmm. celebration, which happens to be Babylonian, which happens to be idolatrous. Right. So you have, you have your, so-called Jesus, who is supposed to be your loving God, associated with something that is totally idolatrous, which the Most High abhors. He has he abhors and hates idolatry. Mm-hmm. So you can't associate him with something that's idolatrous, even if you change the name to be something else. It is still what it is. Right, 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 right. Let's leave it in its proper context yeah let's 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 not spiritualize this and i want i I want i want you to i want i want you to understand the hebraicness of the moment we're talking about pesach passover pesach and passover is not easter right verse five your animal must be without defect a male in its first year and you may choose it from either the sheep or the goats verse six you are to keep it until the 14th day of the month. Now, let's stop right there for a minute. That's how we get to the 14th day of the month. This particular year, the first day of the month fell on April the 3rd. So we count 14 days from April the 3rd, and we will arrive at April the 16th, which is going to be this weekend, this Saturday, this Sabbath, which will be the celebration of Passover. Let's read on. Yep, because we're going to see when Passover specifically starts. Yes. So verse six, back up to six. You are to keep it until the 14th day of the month. And then the entire assembly of the community of Israel will slaughter it at dusk. Now, hold on right there, because the issue of slaughtering it at dusk goes back to the point of in Devarim, he's going to talk about that this celebration is to be in the place where he has placed his name. Mm-hmm. And the place where he has placed his name happens to be Yerushalayim. Mm-hmm. And the celebration of Pesach amongst the Hebrew people of Israel when they were in the land in Yerushalayim was that they would go to the temple and they would bring their lambs to the temple and they would all slaughter their lambs at dusk on the 14th and begin the Pesach, the Pesach celebration there mm-hmm. in Yerushalayim. Mm. So that's the reason why it, it's, it's slaughtered. The community does it. So one of the things that the Oxenazis have taken, they have taken this community celebration here the entire assembly of the community, they've taken that piece there and muddled it into a community gathering for a Pesach Seder meal, which is a liturgy that is not written in scripture that the Oxenazis have put together in relationship to celebrating this particular uh, uh, day, which happens to be Passover. And man, you don't know how many calls I got this week. Really? From people asking me if we were celebrating, we were having a Passover Seder celebration. And I'm going, I'm thinking to myself, I'm going, well, wait a minute. 
why are you why why are you going around looking for a Passover Seder celebration if you are a Hebrew or even if you are a so-called Jew? There ought to have been an assembly that you should have been associated with that would mm -hmm. be doing this, right? But you're out shopping shopping for some place where you can go so that you won't feel guilty for missing this particular deal. However, right. we're going to talk about it some more. It is not a Comic. it is not a community assembly meeting that requires a convocation or a gathering. Mm. Israel did it here when they were in the land. They had a temple, they had Kornim, and they followed this particular mitzvah, but we're not we're not there. Right. Go ahead. So at dusk is when you are supposed to slaughter it. That's verse six into six, beginning at seven. They are to take some of the blood and smear it on two sides and the top of the door frame at the entrance of the house in which they are to eat it. So you're supposed to eat this at home. Right. That night they are to eat the meat roasted in the fire. They are to eat it with matzo and mayor. Nine, don't eat it raw or boiled or roast, but, but, but roasted in the fire with its head, the lower parts of its legs and the inner organs. Let nothing of it remain until morning. It, if any of it does remain, burn it up completely. So we have some specific instructions in there that this thing starts at dusk when the sun goes when you see this the top of that sun hit that horizon, it goes down and we still have light. We're in evening. That's dusk. We slaughter it then. We cook him up. We roast him. We make sure he's eaten. We got all night to do it. And that's when we pick up in verse number 11. We keep going down here. So this is how you are to eat it with your belt fastened, your shoes on your feet and your staff in your hand. And you are to eat it hurried. It is Yahweh's Passover or Pesach. For that night, I will pass through the land of Mitzrayim and kill all of the firstborn in the land of Mitzrayim, both men and animals. And I will execute judgment against all the gods of Mitzrayim. I am Yahweh. The blood will serve you as a sign, as a serve you as a sign marking the houses where you are. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. When I strike the land of Mitzrayim, the death blow will not strike you. All right. So we have we have covered scriptorial text as to how Hebrew Israel, when they <clears throat> were leaving uh, Mitzrayim, which is Egypt, and <clears throat> at the behest of the Most High when he delivered them out of the abode of slavery. Mm -hmm. Now, <clears throat> the Most High tells us in Vayikra, Leviticus chapter number 23. So let's go to 23 for a minute. <clears throat> and we're going to start reading in verse number 23. You might and as well start at the first one. one, yeah. Yeah. Want me to take it? Yeah. Okay. So, 23 and 1. Yahweh said to Moshe, tell the people of Israel the designated times of Yahweh, which you are to proclaim. Listen to this. That you are to proclaim. Listen. A holy convocation are my, des are my desired times. Verse 3. Work is to be done on six days, but the seventh day is a Shabbat of complete rest, a holy convocation. Now, 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 now here, I want you to, <clears throat> he's given us now specific information. Uh, you cannot honor this mitzvot by staying home in your house on Shabbat, unless, unless you do not have a congregation together with on the Shabbat. Now, here's one of the things that one of my friends did who happened to be Hebrew, and he moved uh, away from the congregation that he was 
um, attending that was very Hebraic. And but where he moved to, there was not a Hebraic congregation. Mm-hmm. So what he did was, in order to honor the Sabbath, because it required a holy convocation, he attended a Seventh Day Adventist congregation. Oh, he did. Oh, okay. because they met on the Sabbath. Okay, and it was a holy convocation. Okay, so uh, the first part of the Seventh-day Adventists is that, yes, they honor the Shabbat, but they are also very Christian mm-hmm. in their theological uh, premise of teaching. That's right. But that's that's what he did. So <clears throat> I'm going to say to you, I mean, it's it's a gamble. It's a gamble. It's a hard thing to do, particularly, and of course, uh, my friend was very grounded mm. in, in Hebrew. Right. I mean, he was he was a Hebrew uh, rabbi himself and teacher, but when he left and moved to uh, to a place where he, he he didn't start a congregation because he'd passed an age, mm-hmm. but he still wanted to honor uh, the Sabbath, so that's what he did. Now, I'm not suggesting by any means, you, yeah, yeah, that if you're not grounded in Torah, that you go to a Seventh Day Adventist. A congregation because they because they celebrate on the Sabbath because the teaching will very much confuse you. Oh yeah, absolutely. It will very much confuse you. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have a congregation to go to, then and remember something that we are in this exile and being in this exile, uh, there is some there is some uh, leeway that the Most High has given us grace. However, mm-hmm. if there is a Hebraic congregation where you live and abide, and you're not going to congregation on the Shabbat. Um, there is no sacrifice that you can offer to the most high for failure to attend the Sabbath. There's no, there's no written, there's no outs written in scripture mm-hmm. that give us an out for not attending the Shabbat. Right. That's correct. That's correct. Correct. Cause when we actually matriculate into land, that's not going to, that's not going to be an option not for you. Be an option. You're not going to be able to say, okay, well, I'm just going to observe the Shabbat in my own home. That doesn't work. Not, it doesn't work. Yeah. And the other issue is that, uh, I realize that in exile that we're in, you know, you may, you may get sick and you have a legitimate reason for staying home. You'll be happy to know that in the land, there's not going to be any sickness. So you yeah. won't have an excuse for not going to. Right. You got to worry about that. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> now, let's get back to this. Okay. So this, we just designated the Shabbat as a holy convocation. That's but, our very but, first but, one. But we, I want, let's, let's be specific here, okay? Okay. Um, the Most High says that the designated times of Yahweh, which you are to proclaim as holy convocation, are my designated times. Mm-hmm. Okay. So go ahead. It says work is to be done on six days, but on the seventh day is a Shabbat of complete rest, a holy convocation. You are not to do any kind of work. It is a Shabbat for Yahweh, even in your homes. These are the designated times of Yahweh, the holy convocations you are to proclaim as designated times. The f- in the first month, on the 14th day of the month, between sundown and complete darkness. That's when I was talking about at dusk, when it's talking about in Shemot 12. It says, this comes Pesach. Let's stop right there because all we're talking about right now <clears throat> is Pesach. Right. So the designated time is the 14th. It's the 14th day of the month, which we've, to- which we've indicated to you how we get to that. We get to that every year by, by the sighting of the new moon. Now mm-hmm. I got to tell you, Next year, uh, it will more than likely change. Mm-hmm. It will not be on the same day because the sighting of the moon will change. Uh, it changes each year. Now, now I, I kind of got to, uh, you almost have to read this whole entire dissertation between five and eight because this is kind of what we're establishing here is to say, you know, because we're going to probably make a statement here to say, you know, it's a convic- it's not a holy convocation because it's attached to the bigger convocation, which is the Feast of Matzah, which happens on the 15th. Because the argument here is this doesn't say that pays every other festival that's in here is designated in this particular chapter is a holy convocation. But it doesn't say that Pesach is a holy convocation no. because Pesach is the precursor to the Feast of Matzah. 
which happens on the 15th day. This is when you're supposed to observe, observe it. But it goes on in verse six. It says on the 15th day of the same month, because the most high is specific. He'll say it th that the Shabbat is a holy convocation. And he'll say the Feast of Matzah is a holy convocation. So verse six, on the 15th day of the same month is the festival of Matzah. For seven days, you are to eat matzah. On the first day, you are to have a holy convocation. Do not, don't do any kind of ordinary work. Bring an offering made by fire to Yahweh for seven days. On the seventh day is a holy convocation. Do not do any kind of ordinary work. So on Feast of Matzah, you got one on the 15th, which is going to be the, what, the 17th? Would be the 17th of April this, this year. Yep. And then seven <coughs> days later, you got another holy convocation right. to, to end it. To end it. But again, Pesach, so we're going to have this Shabbat that will happen on the 16th. In the evening, we are going to start Pesach. We got Pesach all night long. And then on the 17th in the day, we reconvene for Holy Convocation and then start that festival. That's the day that it kicks it off. Very yeah. specific in this text. Now, Koenig. Yes, sir. We have read specific texts about how this particular day is supposed to be celebrated. True. Now, the question is going to be this. How do we celebrate this in exile? Number one, mm. <clears throat> we don't have a temple. Nope. Uh, the majority of us are not farmers mm -hmm. and we don't raise lambs or goats. Right. So we're not slaughtering any sheep or we're not slaughtering any goats for this occasion. Mm -hmm. So how, how do we go about, how do we go about celebrating this particular mm. um, time of Pesach? Mm -hmm. What would you say? I would say, wow. Um, <clears throat> first of all, I'm going to tell you, can I just give you my testimony on what we're going to do? I think that's probably best, maybe for me, is to give you my testimony on what we're going to end up doing yeah. in, in, in our home. As a precursor to Pesach, one of the things that we do is, because um, we realize that the Feast of Matzah is coming right behind it, precursor to that is we're going to go through our home and we're going to remove all the chametz out of the home because the Feast of Matzah requires you to move all that chametz out, which is- Which heat, is leaven. Which is leaven. Anything in the house that causes things to rise, you're right. making things to rise, you're supposed to remove from your house. Right. And there's an allegory for that because there's the whole entire teaching about that. But there's, we're going to remove that from the home. Um, at dusk, because we don't raise goats and like you said so eloquently, um, what we would normally do is have, um, I would prepare a, get some lamb and prepare that lamb to be roasted as soon as uh, dusk happens. Now, if, again, if we don't have, uh, we've got family members or we have uh, other individuals that are part of the Hebraic congregation that uh, want to come over. And because this is something that is, you know, text does say if one family doesn't have it and, and you do, and that is to be divided up amongst all everybody that's there, then you're to share. So if whether we do or we don't, or invite anybody over, we're still going to roast the lamb that particular their evening. And we're going to just fellowship and probably just go over the text and have our own little way of remembering because a lot of the things that are in text, the Most High keeps reiterating over and over again about how we are to zakar, which is to remember. That's the Hebrew word for remembering, which is zakar. So remember, this is what happens and recount what happened to our ancestors and as to why um, we're doing this particular festival. And that's pretty, pretty much, pretty much it. Because again, we don't have a temple. We don't have Kohanim. We can't do a lot of these things. So we do the best that we can and try to follow what's here in text. So when we do matriculate into the land, it'll be an easier transition for us to, to do it. So again, we started at dusk, roast that lamb. That's what's required of us. Be ready for the next day to have that chametz removed out of your house for the feats of matzah. Yeah. Now, um, the thing is, um, you know, I um, I usually go get uh, some lamb chops. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you know what's interesting here? What's you that? know what's interesting here? Mm-hmm. The Most High says to roast the lamb. Yes. You roast know, it. you know, <laughs> barbecue was just part of our part That's of right. our part of our makeup <laughs> as Hebrew individuals. We were barbecuing long before barbecuing was popular in the South. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that when we, I mean, can you imagine getting back into the land and having the one of the big, we used to have one of them big rib cook-offs. We're going to have a, 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 have a, a lamb, 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 co- lamb cook-off. cook-off. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be good, good, good. So uh, I, I go get, I go get some, some lamb chops and, uh, you know, I'll take them out and put them on the, mm. uh, on the Weber. Smoke them. And we'll- Put a little bit of smoke it, on it? Yeah, we'll smoke them. Okay, good. And which is the same thing as roasting. Roasting, yeah. It's just outside roasting. You, mm-hmm. you know, the kettle will roast up some some lamb chops and uh, we'll get some, uh, we'll have some vegetable vegetables yeah. to, go with, to go with it. You know, some side dishes to go with it. Uh-huh. And uh, we'll, we'll get some, we'll use, uh, what do we use? We'll use horseradish. Horseradish, yes. Horseradish for the marrow, the bitter, the, for the bitter herbs. Mm-hmm. And we'll put the horseradish on some, probably on some caro, uh, uh, some lettuce or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we'll eat that as the bitter, as the bitter herbs. And uh, have some matzah. Yeah, and some, some yeah, maybe and, some and, we'll, and we'll have matzah mm-hmm. as our as our um, uh, our meal of bread or whatever it is that we eat along with it, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll gather together and uh, you know I'm this year this year I'm planning on having you know some some people over with me because I just have me and my son now. My wife has passed away, so we don't mm-hmm. have. We don't have a, the big family anymore, and my family's not Hebraic. And another fa- there's another factor. Yeah, there's another one there. There's yeah. another factor about Pesach, mm-hmm. and that is the text says that in order for a male to participate in Passover, that individual must be circumcised. Yeah. So if the male in the house is not circumcised, well, then you can't. You're not supposed to uh, participate in Passover. Once you find it for you know what that is in, no, in text. Let me go check. Okay, let me get, check get, that get, up. Get, get that for me in text so we can see right. So. We're going to uh, we're going to have a um, you know Saturday evening at sun at sundown. Uh, we'll begin roasting the uh, the uh, lamb chops and uh, we'll have our dinner. Now the other factor is is that uh, it tells us. Um, and let me get back here to Shemot twelve, um, and because it tells us that. We are supposed to uh, eat this, observe it. Let me see, is it here? Um, Not supposed to leave any of it overnight. Uh, Is that in this text or is that in Devarim? I know. Didn't I just, um, I I thought it was in Shemot. I just read it in Shemot, I thought, uh, in 12, that it should be burnt uh, up. All the way, yeah, and yeah. not left till the morning. Not left, not left till the morning. So, um, I'm not gonna buy. I'm not gonna buy so much lamb that we have some left over. Although, uh, 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 grilled lamb chops, uh, when you grill them right, they are so good that you really would like to have some left over for the next day. But because it's Pesach, uh, I'm not gonna have any left over. I'm gonna buy enough for everybody, <laughs> so we we have our dear our own portion. And uh, we can eat those and and be and be done with it. Now, so these are the things that go on uh, this weekend. Now, following following uh, the sixteenth, which is the Shabbat, we'll come back to our congregation on the uh, on the seventeenth, uh, which is the fifteenth day of Aviv, and we will begin the celebration of the Feast of Matzah. But remember, uh, Pesach begins, or Passover meal begins with matzah, and it ends with matzah uh, seven days from the, uh, from, the, uh, from the day after the Feast of Pesach. So we will be eating. Now, one of the things that you have to do is for the week that follows uh, Pesach, Passover, the day after that Feast of Matzah, all 
that week, we are to not eat anything that has leaven in it. It is the feast of matzah unto Yahweh, and we're not supposed to eat any kind of bread, uh, any cakes or anything that, that, that rises. We're supposed to eat things that are unleavened uh, during this particular time. Uh, and then, once again, as the text just as the text cites that on the uh, seventh day, following uh, the beginning, which is the uh, which is going to be um, what uh, Monday, Monday, which is the eighteenth and nineteenth, right? Eighteenth is, is Monday, yeah. Eighteenth is Monday, yeah. Eighteenth of April, yeah, it's, it's Monday. Monday. It's coming Monday. Yeah, eighteenth is Monday. So from Monday to Monday, we don't eat anything that has leaven in it. That's right. These are the prescribed things that the Most High has given to us as a as a uh, remembrance and something that we're supposed to do for 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 this particular feast. Now, it tells us that we are supposed to bring an offering made by fire to Yahweh for seven days. Uh-huh. So now then, if we were in the land, the issue is, is how do we carry out this bringing an offering for seven days? Uh, there, are, there are a couple of ways that, that we do this because it is a holy convocation and uh, we should... We're supposed to meet those seven days, but we'll only meet uh, on the first day and the last day. But what we will bring, we will bring an offering. We will bring an offering to the Most High. And that is an offering from our from our wages and from our income during that time. We'll bring that uh, to the house and and as our offering made by fire. Um, mm. I'm going to go to Devarim. I think it is chapter 16. And I, I, I think before before you go there, because you said the 18th, it's the 15th of of the month. The beginning of the, of the month will begin um, the feast of matzah, which is should be Sunday. Yeah, it's Sunday. What seven days? Yeah. So you're going to start it on Sunday. Right, right. We're going to have that holy convocation that first day and then the, the, on the right, first day and then right. the seventh day. So it's right. not really that Monday. Right, right. But I think I found your reference that you're talking about. And it's funny that you made that reference because immediately I said, okay, where in the world does this, where Pesach and circumcision actually come together? And it comes in the book that I'm actually studying. And I don't know why that didn't come to me first because it's in your hospital. Oh, in your Yeah, where they actually cross the yard and, yeah. and the very first thing that they do yeah. after they cross the yard and is it's in chapter number five of uh, Yahashua. And I won't read it verbatim for the sake of time because you can read it for yourself, uh, which is what we encourage, is that they take out flint knife. He takes a flint knife and he circumcises those because they haven't been circumcised as they've been born in the desert and they're getting ready to matriculate into the land. And they the very first festival that they celebrate is, is Pesach is and Pesach. they have to be and they have circum- to be circumcised, circumcised yeah. prior to doing prior it. Prior to doing so. Yeah. <clears throat> now, there is another text over in Devarim chapter 16. We mentioned that we mentioned this before, but we're going to go down to chapter 16 verse 16. And it says, "Three times a year all your men are to appear in the presence of Yahweh your Elohim in the place which he will choose at the festival of Matzah, at the festival of Shavuot, and at the festival of 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 Sukkot. Mm-hmm. And you they are not to show up before Yahweh empty-handed, but every man is to give what he can in accordance with the blessing Yahweh your Elohim has given you. So now he tells us here that this offering made by fire, this blessing that this blessing that we're supposed to give, we're supposed to come and bring bring the Most High an offering mm-hmm. during this festival of matzah mm. that we're going to participate in right after the uh, festival of the day of, of Pesach. So mm-hmm. um, this is part of of our Hebraic way. Mm. And this is something that occurs every year. And uh, we do it every year. So 
we've given you uh, some way of knowing how to celebrate this particular uh, day in your home uh, with your family uh, and, um, you know, and have and have a good time. Now, I gotta tell you something else. OK, OK, um, do 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 have some wine with your dinner. <laughs> Uh, and because wine is indicative of the uh, uh, of the blood that we use, because we have no doorposts, but mm-hmm. we participate in our in serving uh, a little wine with the dinner, and it all is it all it all just comes together. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's 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 a you know the Christian world um, is going to have. Ham, Ugh. honey baked at that. Honey baked ham, yeah. And all the trimmings that go with that. Mm-hmm. We Hebrews, we're going to have delicious roasted, roasted lamb mm-hmm. with some vegetables or some side dishes that go along with it. It's kind of like a big, a big family, family feast, a family gathering. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't have family to share this with, then you know, do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Do it for yourself. Just cook yourself some some nice or some roast some some lamb chops in the oven or or or, or broil them in the oven, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and make yourself a meal and enjoy the fact that this is a celebration of when the Most High delivered us out of the hands of Pharaoh and slavery and took us into the wilderness and sequestered us into his own that he might teach us the mitzvot that we're we're still trying to get to teaching you and showing you and telling you about so that you can live peacefully and long in the land to which that we have become. So I hope that we've uh, kind of shared something with you this evening that answers the question the question about what to do. And we hope we haven't left anything out. What I think, do you think? We pretty much covered. No, I think we pretty much covered it. I mean, I mean, before years prior to past, I mean, we've put a lot of emphasis on Pesach, you know, and I think Pesach is very important because it's it's called out. But I mean, for me, um, is equally as important that didn't get a lot of shine was the feast of matzah that comes right behind it. It's a seven day feast, and the biggest thing is to, like you had eloquently put, as 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 you said there in your, as you're in your remarks, that it's this time of remembering and understanding why we're doing what we're doing. You could draw a lot of parallels from what the children of Israel have went through and what we are currently going through as Hebrews in exile. Right now, we've been kicked out of the land. We've been exiled all over. We are come subjection under uh, an oppression uh, throughout the world. And so um, we can even make a, a parallel to the fact, you know, the, that we were in darkness. The Most High delivered us out with a mighty strong hand and delivered us into this marvelous light of his word. So there's a lot of things that we can draw on from this that makes this particular festival meaningful. And this is the pre-cur- This is the This is the festival that kicks them all off. Yes. At the beginning of the year, we yeah. got a big festival here. And it's something that the Most High has asked for us to give us his, our undivided attention to be able to be in communion with him. So I, it, those reflections should not go unchecked and missed during this particular time while we're fellowshipping together. It is going to be about a fellowship. It is going to be about eating. It is going to be about convening with the most high, but we should walk away from us with a sense of not, oh, okay, you know, like we used to do in the old church. We didn't even know what the pastor talked about on that particular day. You were just looking forward to getting home and getting a mouthful of chocolate and marshmallows in your mouth and doing a whole bunch of other stuff. But for here, this has had some meaning and some sentimental value that puts us right in line with what the Most High has asked us to do. Yeah, now, as we close, the next festival that follows Pesach and the Feast of Matzah is Shavuot. Shavuot, yeah. And we start counting Shavuot right after we begin we begin the Feast of Matzah, isn't it? Uh, 50 days? Uh, 50 days, yeah. 
Yeah, we start fifth, we start the fifth day start count counting, with yep. the feast of matzah. It's like seven weeks. Seven weeks. Yep. And then we'll be at we'll be at Shavuot, which is another we'll, another good one. Another good one. We'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. A little bit before we get there. Well, this has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.